Hello, I'm Shannon Evans, and this is the Tom Bigby Tales podcast. Today's episode is called MDAH Messiness. I got the actual preservation grant of the Monroe Crypt and the application the city filed on behalf of the project that Carol Boggess and her garden club are spearheading. As stated before, it's a wonderful passion project. However, I'm still confused over certain elements of the project. The MDAH grant and the Columbus Cultural Heritage Foundation's involvement. My first question is, why is the grant application estimated project cost reported to MDAH at $25,000? However, the contractor, Brad Perkerson, on September the 2nd of 2023, states it will be $10,900 for the work per the contract signed with the city that Keith Gaskin, the mayor, signed on the 31st of August of 2023. Again, why do Bogus and Carpenter continue to insist this is a $25,000 project, even when the contractor bids under $11,000? According to a dispatch article dated March 18, 2023, Carpenter claimed the Monroe Crypt restoration account at the foundation had $12,500 in it. However, on September 30th of the same year, the September 30th foundation budget ledger showed that there was actually $9,745 in the Crips restricted account. Was there ever $12,500 in the ad account? Or was Carpenter telling one of her exaggerated numbers she likes to toss out to impress reporters? Or has money been spent out of that account? for related or unrelated expenses. Carpenter has been known to rob Peter to pay Paul within the accounts at the foundation. Could this be a case of her moving money around, or was there a legitimate expense related to the crypt? We will probably never know unless the foundation decides to open their books and poke around and then be transparent to the public about their spending. There's no accountability at the foundation as the board with the exception of perhaps Sonic Johnson, has been handpicked by Carpenter. Oh, how convenient. But back to the grant application per Section 3, the worksite is supposed to be staked out at all corners of the property. Per my video dated September 24th and photos taken today of the worksite, there are no stakes evident. There are some sawhorses around the front of the crypt and in front of his red trailer, on the south side, but no stakes are anywhere. The work began September 12th and is to be completed by the 31st of December, 2023, per the city's agreement. It is presumed Perkerson got, Perkerson got the necessary permits required and provided his certificates of insurance to the client, the city, as required by MDAH. There is also supposed to be signage acknowledging the federal grant. When the Lee home got a new roof, Chris Chain and his crew made sure a large 10-foot-plus tall sign was erected at least a week before renovations began. The sign, as stated by MDAH's contract, states that the title should read the Monroe Crypt Restoration Project. And then I'm going to read the rest of it that should be on this particular sign. The 
it should state the Monroe Creek Restoration Project, and then it should state this property is administered by the Mississippi Department of Archives and History. Then it should have the following paragraph. Restoration of this property, which is listed on the National Register of Historic Places and is a Mississippi landmark, has been funded with the assistance of a matching grant in aid from the Department of the Interior Certified Local Government Program under the provisions of the National Historic Preservation Act Amendments of 1980. And then it should list the architects, the engineers, the general contractor, et cetera, et cetera, by name on the sign. But there is no sign. They are in noncompliance of the easiest part of this grant. Who is responsible for the sign? The foundation, the Columbus Cultural Heritage Foundation, or the city? Or is this something that should fall to Bogus? When the project was first suggested, were competitive bids requested, or was there a reason that Perkinson, a local handyman with no historic res restoration experience of note, was selected? Were there more qualified competitors available? Per the grant, a project coordinator approved prior to work start was also required. Who is that person? Is it a city inspector or someone on the planning commission? Did they have a MDAH Historic Preservation Division approval as required per the grant instructions? This person will be responsible for completing all grant reports on time. The first one was already due on October 27th. Now we're into November. Was it done and was it submitted? Another quarterly report is due January 26th of 2024. This project coordinator was also supposed to submit photos, plans, and specs to MDAH prior to any restoration work starting. Was it done? And where are the, all the copies? Per the grant, a substantial effort is to be made in public announcements, news releases, articles, etc., produced by the grantee or initiated at least by them, stating that the National Park Service with the MDAH has supplied this grant. Has this been done? I don't think so. I haven't seen anything in the local paper. All records must be kept as the federal grant is auditable at any time. So who is maintaining all that information and who's providing the oversight on the money or the monies? The money part is still the most confusing. This is a matching grant. So the 10K grant is not actually for a 10K guarantee. If the job costs $10,900, the grant will only reimburse 50% of the cost up to 10K. So the grant will reimburse $5,450 of the $10,900. The restricted account should be able to cover the other 50%. And the city is allegedly giving another small percentage to the project as well. So what does the 25K quoted by Carpenter estimate to cover? Or is that another case of her exaggerating? Nothing I have seen supports her claim that the project will require more than $10,900 as bid by Perkinson. Is she hoping to glean more from the city in matching funds and then scatter the proceeds around the, the foundation budget 
to fund her currently unfunded new position at the foundation? Or is there some other expense over and above the MDAH grant for restoration in, that is unbudgeted? But let's now take this back to Carpenter, who sits on the MDAH board, who should know and understand all the complexities and requirements of federal and state grants like this one. Carpenter or someone in her office has been writing grants and has written multiple times to the Heritage Hills Grant Committee. This is another committee's board that Carpenter sits on, just like the MDAH board. If Carpenter is responsible for su supervising the MDAH grant in any way, money, application filing, or just general advisor to her friend Bogus, she must know the basic rules for this grant and its completion. After all, she does sit on the MDAH grant board. And by extension, she can't say she doesn't know these rules apply to other grants by the MDAH or that the rules of grants like the recent 20K matching grant from the Mississippi Heritage Hills can't be ignored. As, as she has said, they can be can be done to her CVB board. Let me restate that. Carpenter has stated that the intended use for that 20K gifted to the CVB by the Mississippi Heritage Hills can be redelegated for other use related to the Elks building at that is owned by the CVB. The recent Elks Club cleanup expense was far outside the 10K budget she was given by her board. It is alleged that Carpenter said she could repurpose that 20K grant intended for building children's museum exhibits, that she could just use it to clean and repair the building for the Arts and Antiques show. Keep in mind that grant also requires a one-to-one -one match, which the board has not agreed to. And yet, Carpenter plowed ahead and spent that 20K plus to prep the building for 40 to 50 people who decided to stroll through it for the Arts and Antique Show. The investment per person was super high, and the return is zero since it was a free event. But perhaps the worst part is yet to come when Mississippi Heritage Hills can rightfully deny the reimbursement of that 20K because there is no children's museum and never will be, and Nancy just spent all that money to clean a building she's ignored for the last seven years. I, su I suspect MDAH will now be looking carefully at how the Monroe Crip money is being spent as well, and they too can come back and not fund the work that has been done, and it will have to come out of our pockets. Again, this is all about lack of oversight, incompetence, and lack of transparency. Where in the world is the accountability in this town? I want to thank you for coming to my little podcast and for following me, liking my work, and hopefully sharing it with others.